2: Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen.
3: Boys
0: and girls. Boys and girls. And all Riley and Kimmy fans that (laughs) day (laughs) attend. We are Fantasmagoria. Wicked. The
4: Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and
5: Kimmy Show.
3: Toys. Toys, toys, movies, movies,
2: comics, and so much more. The The Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: The more that you you listen, listen, the the more
5: that you know. The The Riley and Kimmy Show.
6: The Riley and Kimmy Show.
5: And welcome to this episode number one thousand and ten. It is a Sunday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is the biggest nerd on planet Earth. Kimmy, I got
1: one name. Kimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello,
4: Everybody, everybody, everybody. everybody, 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 everybody.
5: <laughs> Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy.
1: Three very sane spectators.
5: And that sane spectator is right next to me in the on-air studio, and that is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Kimmy had a big dog nap after the event on Saturday. And Saturday, we were at Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora, Florida.
2: hmm
5: And are you all rested up, Kimmy?
2: Well... I'm sort of rested up. That was a great day. It was a busy day, and uh, I need a few more, a little bit more sleep because it was was pretty awesome today.
5: Well, Kimmy, um, shall we go to your recap right now?
2: Yeah,
5: sure. and, And I hope you are rested up because the Riley and Kimmy show is going to be out and about somewhere else on Sunday. Kimmy didn't know this until the last minute. Yes, we've been invited somewhere else. And I know. are we're, we're invited to another nerd event that's happening in Florida.
2: hmm
5: Happening in Florida today. Yes. So you better be rested up, Kimmy. I know. Yeah, you have to be. So, I know. So, I mean, you're going to be around a lot of people that you know, a, I mean, tons of friends, uh-huh. and hopefully be meeting a lot more. And we'll have more information about where Kimmy is going to be Today, in a little bit here on the Riley and Kimmy Show, I just have to ask you one question, Kimmy. Will you cosplay as the thing you almost cosplay at, as at Lake Collecticon?
2: Oh, perhaps.
5: Uh, really? Perhaps. I mean, it, we you did like a brief cosplay for a few seconds at our table just to show some people, and it went over quite well, did it not?
2: Oh, yeah.
5: And if anyone's kind of curious what we were... Cosplaying as or going to cosplay as, you can see at least what one of the cosplays was on our Facebook page. There is a picture of that with a show promoter of the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And oh, he was in heaven with that cosplay.
2: Mm.
5: He was. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was his idea for that cosplay. So you can find that at rileyandkimmy.com, link right to our Facebook page, which will take you to what that is. Now, Kimmy. I'm going to throw it all to you. All the spotlight is on Kimmy now, as Kimmy does a recap, a recap of Lake Collecticon before we go into some fun interviews.
2: Oh, well, um, it was an awesome day. Lots of friends uh, made some new ones, whereas um, we were actually in. Um, seated right next to Mr. George Perez. So that was awesome in itself. And then uh, he even granted us a little interview. So that was terrific. And, um, oh boy. And then, of course, the amazing gift we received from artist Chris King. That was just overwhelming. A beautiful painting of, um... Something that's very special, especially to you, uh, in, in honor of our 1,000th podcast. And, um, wow, and then meeting uh, a movie star and actually a Bond girl, um, Lana Wood. She was terrific. And she was fun to talk to. And um, it was just a, an awesome, awesome day.
5: I, yes, I, I agree with you. It was a fantastic day seeing Chris King and uh, so many others like Nathan Zerti and John mm-hmm. Pinto. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't mention the madman. And meaning the madman, I mean that affectionately. He's a big fan of the Riley and Kimmy show. And he and I definitely, I sometimes say I I have a brother from another mother. This one and I are almost like twins. And that is my good friend Todd Merrick from... Heroes oh, landing, yes. and uh, he and I just kind of feed off of each other. And uh, he's a lot of fun. Oh, he he is an imp right there. Yeah. Yeah, that is the, He's from the fifth dimension. I I don't know if he's with Batmite or not, but you know he, he yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's an imp. If you ever want to know what the word imp means, just meet Todd Merrick. Uh huh. There's your imp. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Uh, he was uh, the imp at our table. You can see a video of that and. Matter of fact, some videos, uh, which Kimmy just mentioned of some things are available on our Facebook page and our website and YouTube page and other social media at rileyandkimmy.com. Now, Kimmy, would you go back to Lake Collecticon number seven if we are invited? Oh, of course I would. So you recommend this convention. Absolutely. You know, one for us, one of the downsides was I didn't get enough opportunity to shop.
2: Oh yeah, I know.
5: I mean, I seriously, I did not, uh-huh. and that, you know, and I was like, oh. And I that, did. Yes. What What did you pick up? What was the collectible that Kimmy got at? Late, and you've been looking for this one for a while. Mm-hmm. What was the collectible?
2: Well, here's a hint. Help! 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 Hmm. I. Hmm. Help.
5: That sounds like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And is it
2: Penelope, Penelope uh, Pitstop? Yeah,
5: Penelope Pitstop.
2: One of my favorite. Cartoons from childhood.
5: You And you found that...
2: Uh, I found a Penelope Pit Stop Pop Vinyl.
5: And it's added to the collection. Uh-huh. Fantastic, Kimmy. Also, one of the side notes, fun thing was, is uh, Kimmy and George, that's George Perez, singing TV cartoon themes. Uh-huh. Wow.
2: That was pretty cool. That
5: was priceless. And Hearing
2: George sing Top Cat.
5: <laughs> Top Cat.
2: And... Uh... Captain America.
5: Oh, he was singing the 1967 or yeah, 1967 uh, cartoon theme uh-huh. to Captain America. Yeah. Oh, that's see, that's priceless.
2: And he was getting into guessing the 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 themes. See,
5: now that's yeah. a kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I like smaller shows, not the, the. And I love the big shows, don't get me wrong. I love the mm-hmm. gigantic, you know, the big ones, the Dragon Con size, the Megacon size. I love those conventions. But there are different types. They're a different type of animal entirely.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and George was actually saying that he really loves that type of convention where it's a smaller. The intimate mm-hmm. one. Yeah. He was saying how much he loves that. That's how it should be. And. Yeah. He was I, enjoying himself.
5: And, you know, the, you, you know, George is not going to be singing the Top Cat theme at a huge, no. you know, metropolitan convention. <laughs> it's just not going to be happening. <gasps> no. But it will happen at that kind of convention we were at uh-huh. on Saturday. Possibly that kind of thing will happen at the convention we will be at today. Who knows? hmm You know, uh, I know some crazy people that will be at that big convention in Melbourne, Florida, And some of them have have you know sang a tune or two on the Riley and Kimmy show. One Mm -hmm. of them has sung a hip hop version, and that is cool as heck. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he uh, he would sing cartoon themes. He has no problem. Right. So see that kind of thing can happen at a you know more intimate kind of convention. Uh That's the positive part. Yeah. And plus, because the admissions to these shows are not gigantic, you have more you know cash on hand to spend at the collectible tables or right. or the artist tables and things like that mm-hmm. so you know there is a positive with the the you know the smaller type show and by the way Humphrey Ching and I discuss about conventions talking about the bigger ones how they are shifting in their their focus and what they're going to become and becoming I should say and or have become and the smaller shows and we talk about that on 1009 that's episode 1009 of the Riley and Kimmy show. Kimmy I thought we'd go back in time right now a little bit and uh, do uh, you know some uh, you know focus on some of the interviews we had. Uh, one of them uh, we're going to kick off with is with George Perez and then we will join back with Kimmy in just a little bit. We're going to bounce around with some different interviews And we'll be checking in with Kimmy here in just a a moment or two. Please stick with us as we go back in time right now to a little earlier on Saturday. Actually, moments before the convention opened, because it was early, it had not opened yet, and both of us were there early ourselves, and we'd already set up. George said, hey, let's do that interview thing. Okay. That's kind of like paraphrasing what he said. So Uh let's go back in time to George Perez on The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show recording this at Mount Dora Lake Collecticon, Con. Big event. George Perez is here. And, and where are you? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, George, where is everybody? Well, it's still early. We haven't opened yet. See, that's the key. We're recording this <laughs> ahead of time because George was graceful and said, you know, yeah, we, we can talk on the Riley and Kimmy Show a little bit. And, George, thank you for coming on the show, first of all. Oh, no problem. Hey. We,
0: we see time. each other a lot, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I know we do. Yeah, yeah we time. do. Every floor of function. Cool. Yeah, pretty
5: much. And speaking of that. First of all, this will be uploaded. People will see you are here today till four o'clock. That is Lake Collecticon Mm -hmm. that's happening, and then a little bit later on, you're going to be at some other places in Florida. One of them being in uh, Jacksonville coming up in November. I know you're going to be at the Hall of Heroes with Peter David.
0: Yes, yes, i my future imperfect and Saxon violence uh, collaborator and a good guy. Um, So. It's always nice being able to share a show with somebody you like. You know, well, uh,
5: I've seen written that he says you
0: are his favorite illustrator. Uh, that's what I've seen. Oh gosh, I guess the money I paid <laughs> him really uh, bore bore dividends. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and let's see, in November, also you're going to be at Claremont Con, and towards the end of November, really uh, close to
0: Thanksgiving, and then you're going to be doing a uh, store anniversary party. Uh, if I remember right, right at uh, my local shop, Smash Comics, over in Mount. Uh,
4: Sanford. Me, in Sanford. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I'm
0: in Mount Dora right now. Yeah, down in the historic district. Yes. Uh, Across the street from Willowtree, uh, Hollaback Willowtree German restaurant. This will be like their, uh, their first uh, time year there, really, their first signing, really. Yes, they, they, they had just moved there a, a few months ago, sometimes within this year, so this is their first uh, anniversary party in the new location. So actually, I believe they're doing it as a more of a Toys for Tots uh, cool. fundraiser since I've technically you know, it's not really an anniversary because they were in smash comics right. all the time and obviously this is the first year in the new location um but again uh, david always runs a great a great show you know it's obviously for a great cause a lot of cosplayers show up i'm sure you guys are going to be there covering it you better be anyway um <laughs> david did you hear that mm-hmm. and of course i've known david corporan uh, the manager for pretty much since i moved into sanford uh and he always you know runs a very very friendly shop and this particular new store, new location, is much more like a neighborhood store, mm. which is really, really kind of cool. What it, what it uh, lacks in the size of the one that he had in the Seminole Town Mall makes up for a, a nice, uh, both an intimacy and a, a great feeling that the whole neighborhood really, really wanted that shop there.
5: Nice, nice. We'll have to check that out. It'll Be our first time visiting that
0: location. And David is so important to George. He's actually in. Your comic books, your Superman comic books? Oh, yes, he was the commissioner of Metropolis. Uh, I also used him as a um, gladiator trainer in um, Sirens. Yes. Uh, great, you know, he has a great face. And, and at least I used his name in Superman and his likeness in Sirens because uh, he wasn't uh, the person who drew the book, uh, Jesus Merino, never met David, so, so David was really, really burly. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
5: And I, actually, if you check our website and also our Facebook page, we have video of you giving him a sketch as the commissioner of um, Metropolis, back yes. a few years ago
0: right, Megacon. Right, but uh, chumming around with Superman, his, yes. his BFF in the, uh, in the comic. Now, speaking of sirens, it's coming to a conclusion, right? That it's oh, coming out, It's coming to an end? I look forward to be able to refer to that book in the past tense. Whoa. Uh, I am right now uh, doing the cleanup on pages 28, 29, right. and I have... And next week I'll be working on the last page of Sirens, uh, issue six. Of course, the book is over a year and a half late. Um, But again, most people understand because of my uh, well-documented issues regarding my eyesight. Um, And already they are uh, wooing me with uh, other projects. Really? um, There's one project we're going to be discussing, but of course I'm not free to discuss it because there's nothing finalized. But like... uh, I probably will be going back to penciling uh, rather than writing penciling and inking because the uh, eyes can only do so much okay. now. And if I'm, and I'm only producing a page a week, if I'm inking, it's not really conducive to producing a, a timely comic. Um, so I'll, I'll go back to where I started, back to penciling. Thankfully, um, I'm in a financial situation where I, it, I don't have to work if I don't want to. So it's, it'd be kind of nice just to draw off the sheer love of it, but without the pressure of trying to you know, do too much uh, Beyond my limitations. I'm I'm
5: curious when back when you were with Marvel in DC, let's say in the late '70s, early '80s, what was your page rate back then? How many? Oh, what were you doing per at day? At the
0: beginning, when I first started, the pages it was thirty dollars a page for pencils. Wow! Um, I don't know what the inking rate was because I didn't ink at that at that point. Uh, inking is always you know less than the, the penciling rate. So yeah, so you you, you made up uh, for lack of uh, you know major income by sheer volume in those days I was doing three to three and a half books a month <gasps> so of course that that, that uh, brought up the revenue I remember they used to have in the the checks that were given up by um, the companies they said not good for over fifteen hundred dollars so that these the checks were divided and I said gosh I, I'm looking for the, uh, the, I'm looking for the forward to the day where I would they would have to send me two checks. I'd gone beyond fifteen hundred dollars any given week, and now um, you know, I, oh, I I charge more for a sketch than I than, I, than, I, earn, than I earned for a, a full page of pencils um, uh, in those days, and it's still it's considered a bargain now. But the last time I had a, a, an actual page rate uh, over at Marvel in DC, it exceeded you know uh, more than ten times that amount. And. Before I let you go, I'm, I've tried to find this answer. Do you have any idea,
5: counting the independent comic books, how many comic books your work you have done something with either
0: writing, inking, oh, I, a, I, a, a penciling? I used to keep a list, but after a while, it was it, it, was, it was just too uh, too burdensome to try to keep up with. Particularly since I also try to help a lot many independent uh, publishers by doing providing covers, sometimes providing inks or other uh, things uh, for them. So of course that you know, that added to my. Um, uh, to my index, and it's uh, so it's, it's it's rather large. I mean, anytime people think, you know, oh my God, you were so incredibly prolific. I said, Yeah, but look at John Byrne, who was working the same mm-hmm. time I was. John probably did three times as much work as I did because when I was doing one book a month, he was doing three. Wow. Uh, uh, I mean, John was, was incredibly fast, uh, and he inked his own work many times. He wrote his own work, so uh, so. Uh, I'm a shadow when it comes uh, to that uh, to productivity. When it comes to uh, someone like John, and even people like you know Dan Jurgens, who's also been very prolific.
5: And one last one, do the Columbo thing. The last question here is one more. Thing. You, you, yeah, yeah, one more thing. Um, Deathstroke. You are the father, the co-father of mm-hmm. Deathstroke. Batman movie being announced with uh, Ben Affleck directing, and supposedly that is the villain will be Deathstroke. Any? Any thoughts, any feelings like maybe somebody, George, would like to see play this uh, character? I mean, it's got to be overwhelming, or not overwhelming, but flattering that this is the guy.
0: Well, it's flattering. I mean, I mean... It's kind of blunted by the fact that Deathstroke's been used in so many other places. I mean, I think I earned more revenue on Deathstroke because it was used in video games than, even, than any of the, wow. the cinematic uh, interpretations. Uh, and quite frankly, I mean, I don't watch any of the movies. Uh, uh, so I've never seen Arrow, so I never saw Deathstroke there, even though wow. I spoke to, to Manuel Bennett because he wanted input on the character. You know, I said, well, the character's not really probably the same that, uh, as I drew. Um, and when I heard about it, I, Marv Wolfman, I think uh, summed up succinctly when he said when he saw Deathstroke on a T-shirt, the, the, the image of the mask, which I never knew would ever become iconic, <laughs> um, the one-eyed mask, and he said he looked at it. Only one word came into his mind: "Kaching." <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! Because uh, of course, um, any character uh, that was created from the tides. Even though I never watch a movie, I mean, the, the paychecks, I re- the royalty checks I receive uh, for those characters have been overwhelming. Uh, the fact that I have not been in, I've been in a situation where I told Stan Lee I'm uh, at one point, I'm living a freelancer's dream uh, that I'm earning more in royalties in these past few years than I ever earned. Drawing comics. Wow! So that, I mean, it's a great feeling, and the fact that I can now draw comics for the sheer love of it. There's no pressure, you know. Thanks to all this, I'm, my wife and I are debt-free. Um, uh, we have uh, money in the bank, in the, and of course, a revenue that uh, keeps on coming. So I can sit down, and the idea of whatever my next project is, of not worrying about how much they pay me. Um, usually, they pay me. I ask them just pay me enough to cover my insurance, uh, and. I can just enjoy myself, and that's wow. a great, great feeling at, at, at my age, uh, not being constantly oppressed by, you know, the, 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 the pressure of. Oh my God! Every single page I do will have to pay a bill. Most of the pages I'm drawing now, the bills have been paid, so they're, they're just. You know, I, I sometimes forget to notate the direct deposit no. I get on, on those uh, uh, for the work that I do uh, in comics because. In the long run, that's the least amount of income i receive received, Rashley drawing comics. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue with Batman, that movie coming out. And, and, you know, we'll see Deathstroke alive on the big screen. Yes, I mean, with uh, Deathstroke and all the video games where they use, obviously, the Titans, where they, you know, with Raven and Starfire and Nightwing and uh, Cyborg. Uh, and of course, and Cyborg being a member of Justice League. He's another character, that, of course, that uh, wow. has become a big revenue earner since DC, as very kindly... Uh, made great efforts to make uh, Cyborg the preeminent African-American superhero at DC Comics. So I think think a lot of that thanks to Jeff Johns, uh, who's always been a Titans fan. And it's always nice to have people who are fans of yours being in positions of power. (laughs) (laughs) Well, George, I'm going to let you get ready for the con. It's about Mm -hmm. to start here. I'm
5: going to tell you something I told the Marvel Wolfman. You both, the two of you, uh, helped a kid, me, when I was a kid, in some very dark times and got me through that because I had a kind of a rough childhood but you guys inspired me to write and also to try to draw and also to
0: dream and you I both thank did. You thank you, so you very much. We're glad we were there for you and, and glad that I mean, after so many years in the industry that to hear that people you know not only enjoyed the comics but were inspired by the comics and I got it's, it's always gratifying to hear. Thank you. Thank you George. <laughs> Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello.
1: Hello. 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 Okay, we good? Are you good? No, but you do no, have I, audio. I could have said, Are we hot? No, no. No, you
5: can't <laughs> do that. That's another straight line.
1: No. Know? We can't do that? Oh, okay. No. Wait, no, no do that?
5: Nah. Uh, you know, this might just well be the opening right here. Wait, let's go. Who, who wants to do a, For what? For this interview. Oh, oh, okay. who, who needs to do a three count? You know, the old standard, you know, three. Yeah. Rated, nah. yeah. We're, just, we're just going at it, right? Uh, right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, okay, we're ready. joining me
5: right here is. is La- Lana
1: Wood. Wow, oh, she introduced oh. herself. Wow. Oh. She's not shy. That's for sure. I'm terribly, horribly, horribly shy. Now, we're, as a kid, no, when I What well, when you were real little? When I was a, really a child, little. with your sister, not yes. To, were you shy back then? No, I was. Um, actually, something I found interesting that just dawned on me not too long ago is uh, I was correcting everyone's English even back then. Get I out of still here! Still do it and make everybody angry. Yes. Ooh, should we do that today? No. Are you going around and no? no. 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 It's okay. It's Lana Wood. Uh, I was plenty to in, in in Diamonds Are Forever and uh, uh, the first the first film I ever did was um The Searchers with John Wayne eat your heart out.
5: Oh boy. Now <laughs> So you, you you went from western to uh you know the biggest uh spy type thing well, there is. There mm-hmm. were a
1: lot of things in between yeah. that. Yeah, there were yeah, the stepping stones. Yes, absolutely.
5: Now I, I don't want to go down areas where you've already answered probably a billion times, but really, was it your sister that encouraged you to do this? Was it because my sister's doing this that I want to do this? Or was it like, you know, I really like this, and this is something I want to do?
1: Um, oddly enough, when you are eight years old, you do as you're told. Ooh. So I was told to learn this line, say, stand here, do this, do that, which I, I did. I worked a great deal as a kid, worked with great, I had great dads. I had Jack Lemon was my mm. dad, Walter Heston, Houston was, Charles Heston was, I want to go that's home all, now, that's okay. was my dad. I'm getting very tired. Um, I told you I needed coffee. Anyway, um, I worked with some great people, but then I got to be about, 13, 14 years old. Did you get difficult and, then? I didn't want to work. Ooh. I wanted to stay in school. I was tired of being, oh yeah, you know, she does this and she's not having any friends. I wanted to go to football games. I wanted to sneak cigarettes in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> I wanted to have a boyfriend. I wanted to do all those things that I wasn't able to do, so I ran away from home. You hit, whoa, you ran away from home? Yeah. How long were you out on the, uh, on the run? Out on the run uh, until I hit the first call box. I called my sister, Natalie. And she said, stay right there, come pick you up. And I stayed with her for a month or so. And she got my mom to calm down and say that she would not do anything to try to get me work anymore. I didn't Mm. have to go into work anymore. I could finish school, which I did. And I then took a job selling upscale ladies' clothing at a very chic place in Beverly Hills. And one day, shortly after I started, in walked my friend, Neil McQueen, who was Steve McQueen's wife. And Neely goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you think I'm doing? I'm selling clothing. And she said, no, no, no. She said, listen, Arthur Penn is looking for a little girl who looks 14, she's gotta be over 18, to be Walter Matthau's daughter in this TV show. I want you to go out for the interview and I said no and she said no I want you to go and she made a whole fuss and she made me an appointment so I went I got the part I went to work my first day walking off the stage to my car I said yes this is what I really love the spark from that point well I just wanted to make sure it was what I wanted not what everybody else wanted gotcha because I didn't want to compete I'm not good at that I don't like it I just wanted to do what I wanted to do, Mm. and I did want to do that, but it took me a while. Wow! Yeah,
5: I got to ask this question because I've seen it written. I've seen that you've talked about this. Somebody here at the show, like Collecticon, goes, "You got to ask her about
1: Sean Connery." Yes,
5: Ah! about your relationship with Sean Connery. So,
1: is it myth or is it true? I can give you one step further on that non-myth. A fan brought some photos of a young Sean Connery from a film that he did that I'd never heard of, okay. and he was with a very beautiful dark haired girl who looked familiar to me and I went, wait a minute, that's Leslie Brickes' wife, she was an actress and I turned it over and sure enough, the songwriter, the famous Academy Award winning right. songwriter Leslie Brickes Um, Now, back so far that doesn't make sense to you, but hang in there. I'm with you. Um, He was like the love of my life for many, many, many years, Leslie. Um, I did the Bond film and began seeing Sean Connery. On my last day on the set, I said, Sean, I've got to talk to you because I'm a very honest person and I'm very forthright. No, I really am, but I'm rolling my eyes because it's so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. Um, pulled him aside and I said, you know, I, I adore you. I think you're wonderful, but I'm in love and in this very, you know, serious relationship with Leslie Brickus and um, I won't be seeing you again after I leave. And he said, I understand and was kind of uncomfortable. And he walked away and I walked away now fast forward okay to today okay that was Leslie Bricus's wife he was working with back then Leslie is the one who introduced me to Sean I had no idea that he had known him Whoa. for such a long time and that they were obviously friends which makes me feel even more stupid <laughs> even more wait the first stupid is why did i think sean connery would give a you know what if i wasn't gonna see him anymore seriously i thought about that years later i went i had to tell him why did i think he'd care yeah okay Okay. that's well (laughs) see you around i mean what an idiot was i just totally stupid (laughs) am i living in like an alternate reality somehow i don't know but this just made it worse so leslie if you ever see this i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> Sean, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Myth is true. Myth is true. Myth is true. Myth. It. Myth is true.
5: Yes. What? So, how was the fa- the family when you uh, came out with uh, that certain magazine in 1970? With,
1: with Playboy? Yeah, with
5: Playboy. How was the
1: family? Fine. Uh, um, my my mom and dad have always said bye, see you later. They they were fine with whatever. Um, Natalie was fine with it and then at a dinner party at her house um Helen Gurley Brown I was sitting with her husband David Okay, came up to me and said you know Natalie's not really happy about you doing the playboy but I didn't know I didn't wow. know that she didn't tell me so then I panicked and a couple of days went by and I called Hugh Hefner and I said I you gotta pull the photos I don't want the photos whoa and he said okay and then kept me on the phone and kept me on the phone <laughs> and kept me on the phone and finally got to and what else do you like doing and I said I love to write and da 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 and he said okay if we publish your stuff along with the photos will you let me publish them then whoa and I said yeah that's really so cool. that's my playboy story I think the photos are beautiful I, I they sent their finest photographer, who I absolutely adore, Mario Casilli, and I think the photos are beautiful. I'm glad I did them. Do you,
5: do you get people bringing that ever to have you sign? Do you ever see that come? Well, I mean, anybody actually bring
1: the magazine? Do they?
5: Yes. Okay. I, I, I wasn't talking about you. I meant the magazine itself. Of course itself.
1: they do. Okay. Of course they do. Oh absolutely yeah. Cool. Oh, no, I have when I'm when I'm doing family shows. I put these <laughs> the family photos underneath on. the oh. table. Or someone is kind enough to come and, and bring me post-its, which they place. I said, okay, let, let's go look at the blood and gore at the next table with the decapitation <laughs> and the organs hanging out. But God forbid, don't you dare look at that. Oh, okay.
5: By the way, this is what we're talking about, if you don't mind me.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that it's right a there. beautiful picture. Yes, yes. I still look exactly like that. It's her. It's her. Um, you wrote a book. I did, and, and a couple of books, yes. Well, I'm
5: talking about the biography, yes. autobiography slash biography.
1: Right, yes. right, right.
5: How long did that take? And was it painful, hard to do? Did you stop? Did you start and go,
1: I, what am I doing? I'm getting down an area. I was in production. I was at uh, Universal Studios. I was director of development for TV features. And not having too terrific a time, badly had passed away, and um, my agent called me and said, I'd like to have lunch and let's sit, relax and talk. Which we did, and he said, I was concerned about you, and how you're doing, and are you able to continue doing what you're doing without any problems, and this and that, and we started talking about Natalie, and he said, you know what, that's a book, and I said, no, it really isn't, I said, we weren't racy enough, we weren't, you know, it, it, no, it's really not, and he said, no, I think you're wrong, I think it's a book, he said, do I have your permission to call some people that I know, and I said, yeah, whatever, okay, thank you for lunch, goodbye. Right. Twenty-four hours later, I had a telegram. In those Holy days, God. they still use telegrams. Yes, yes. Keep it under your head. Shh. <laughs> that I had ten months from GP Putnam Sons to write this book. And <laughs> ten I forgot, months? What? <laughs> what? I had a they gave me a deadline. Whoa! That yeah. Well, you
5: obviously did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you want to quit once you started? Anywhere? Did it, it was like what? Have, what have I done? What, what? What? Where am I going here?
1: Mm, no, I was very concerned about how I portrayed other people, mm. but I wasn't concerned about how I felt or how I portrayed myself because I have the right to do that. Right, right. So I was concerned about some other other people. Um, they then said they were going to change names of everyone who wasn't a public figure. I said foreign and dandy. Um, it, no, I. If I wrote it today, there'll be a different book. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely, without question. Okay. Without question. Is there another you book in you? Do, yes, there is. Uh-oh. Yes, there is. There, are you gonna start it? A couple it? more. I have.
5: Now, are you? Do you write by hand or do you use no. the laptop computer yeah. or whatever? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't know some people still. I know. I you know, know. I
5: yeah. I can't imagine doing that, but some I do. I didn't typewriter. I was you know it was going to be insulting. Some actually use the typewriter for those that don't know what a typewriter is. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: It's this machine. It's really I saw one one time. Yes, it's incredible.
5: Now, do you still work with animal rescues and animal uh, yes. works?
1: Yes, I do. Okay, I because do.
5: that's one of the things we do with our other show. We have another Eww. show that yes, I'm we do. Good. We have an animal special. We work with uh, animals and things like that. And I know. I knew that you did it one time. I didn't know if you were still active with that. Wow. Let me say. Oh.
1: Very nice. Yes, kitty cat. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I do. That's cool. I do. I, uh, and, and animals seem to find me. I've, I've raised two litters of squirrels. I've got cats. I've got dogs. I oh. find them on the street. They find my house. I've literally stopped on a street and opened my door, and a dog has jumped into my car. I've been in a strip mall where a lady goes, "That's this your dog? And I say, no. And she goes, it is now. It's been running loose here all day. I went, oh, jeez. No, so, the, the, yes, it continues. Oh, along. Yes, you're our kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper's Hawk, rescued a Cooper's Hawk. Um, wow. Picked up a, an owl that had been hit by a car on the side of the road. Um, rabbit once scared me to pieces because it had gotten into a bag of potting soil, and I didn't know it was in there, and you opened, the, you stick your hand in it. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I still work with animals. I always will.
5: And I'll put a link to your website, which, which we'll, we'll link it here on the video and also on our good. our other social media. And
1: if you could ask people out there, please send litter.
5: For you or for the animals? Uh,
1: for the animals. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, so I've, I've broken myself that okay. Habit. <laughs> okay, that's good. I Do you have a scoop?
5: Okay. Literally. Just, I'm uh-huh. just checking. I'm uh, just checking. Oh, just boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. You're fun. A couple of puns. But you yeah. are fine. And... She's leaving Lake Collecticon on Saturday and going to the movie set this on Sunday, right? Well, yes. What time you no. upload this will be Sunday?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay, o- ignore that. <laughs> That's, okay. <laughs> That's okay. I told you, I correct people. It's That's really okay. annoying. She's okay. She's <gasps> okay. She's, so, she's oh, okay. Thank you.
5: <gasps> you're going on the set Sunday? Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm starting a film called Wild Faith for collective productions. Are you Faith and, in, in, and you're
5: Wild? Shh. Wild.
1: Big uh, Mouth. What? Mean okay. What else? You it's a it, civil, it, it, It's a. It's post Civil War. Oh. And it's about a uh, young soldier who lost his best friend in the Civil War, and he's coming home. He promised he would take care of the man's wife and child, um, and he's bringing them home, and they're they're black. Okay. And this is not sitting well in his Ooh. little small town. So it's a it's a beautifully written script. Wow. I love the people doing it. I'm very proud to be a part of it.
5: And you're filming right. in Michigan, correct?
1: In Michigan, Ooh. Charlotte. I was told to say it's not Charlotte. Who? It's Charlotte. In Charlotte, Michigan. Where? So, so they say they just made an idiot out of me. It's Charlotte, right? Maybe. Where? Uh-huh, it'll, hi, where jokes on me.
5: Where it will be snowing when she goes up there? Oh, and, I, wish. <laughs>
1: I wish. I wish. What, I mine. come from California. I'm tired of sunshine.
5: Okay. No well, more. That's a perfect place for you. Good. Michigan. Windy. Yeah, yes. yeah. I've shot
1: in Michigan before. I love it. See, perfect. Love it. Well. well. Siberia, I love that too. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I open my window to the Listen gulag. To Listen and it makes me oh smile. Oh, my. You got the accent. Boom, I know. Right I, the. Sh- I should be an activist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well,
5: I encourage anybody. Everybody, to see her whenever I'm you have teasing, an opportunity. Is there a convention in the near future you can promote? There is not. Son of a gun. 2016, what's happening? Son
1: of a yeah. Wow. Promoters,
5: get, get Lana Wood.
1: Yeah, please. Yes, please do. Please. And well, you know, and when I'm not filming. And when she's not filming. I am starting another film in March. And
5: would you care to tell us what that's about?
1: That is called uh, The Christ Slayer. And it is uh, the third part in a trilogy about the Bible. Okay. And this is a particularly amazing script. It really cool. is beautiful, moving. Well. Very, very happy. It's
5: good to see that uh, you're staying active with the the industry. You haven't you know walked away from it. I know some people do. They came and found you know? me.
1: I wasn't looking. Yeah. I know. I still don't have an agent. I still. I don't. You don't have an agent? No. Are you serious? I'm happy with my cats and dogs and my little grandchildren and writing. and you okay. know, still doing it's poetry? Okay, but I love... No, I'm not doing poetry anymore. Mm. No, nah, okay. sorry. 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 I didn't mean to go we down. Read the old stuff.
5: It's okay. fine. Right. Well, get her book. Get her material. <laughs> Find that Playboy, 1970, and check out... Yeah, 70?
1: 70, I think it was seventy,
5: and then seventy-one is the was movie. It, really? I the, it helped
1: seventy. Mo- Are you sure? No, not 100%. I know it was April, and I know that there's a blonde girl in a bathtub on the cover. That'll—that's enough. There you go. Start you go. looking. Look and the- thank you for being on the Riley and Kimmy show. Thank you. No Riley and Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. She's very quiet. Good girl. Keep her.
5: With me is a brother from another mother. This is Todd Merrick of Heroes Landing in Claremont. And I just have to ask one of my favorite nerds, how's the day going? Oh, so far so good. We're down to, what, less than two hours now. Well, when we upload this, it will be all over. Oh. So, yeah, it's that time travel it, thing again. It's that time travel thing, and that's why right now we're going to be talking about what's happening in the near future at Heroes Landing in Claremont, our home away from home when we're in Claremont. That is. That's where we like to have you. I can come back, right? I,
3: anytime. Always. Always there's space for you.
5: He a- thank you. He actually has a bathroom with artist art in it at the store.
3: Yes, it's the John Pento Gallery. Mostly John Pento Gallery.
5: You know, I am <laughs> a... Uh, Artist myself, I am, I, uh, I, I've heard. Yes, loves. I. Yeah, I am the worst artist in Florida, and Trademark. yeah, that's me. Circle C. Yeah, that's me, right there. I am the worst, and you know, since you do toilet art, I do have. Uh, that's my specialty is toilet art.
3: I. We all have our thing,
5: you know. And <laughs> I could arrange you get some fancy toilet art for uh, well, you know. If I'll would you properly just. Absolutely <laughs> there's
3: I know the perfect place for it. You do have a throne for my art.
5: I do, I do. Oh, it's so cool. I'm gonna be working on that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I will. I think you're gonna get an original. I I'm a it's little a nervous
3: way real- <laughs> you put that. It's an
5: original piece I'm going to give him. Oh dear. Oh <laughs> me uh, oh my. And before sitting down with this interview I actually showed him some of my beautiful skateboard art and That's sketches and, and, and toilet art. It was um like nothing I've ever seen. Oh, good. All right, yeah, and you're and you're going to get one for yourself. I certainly hope so. <laughs> Am I going to be invited to the store now? Or? Yes, of course. You will have to be there for the uh, ribbon cutting. Okay. <laughs> so, what what are some things happening? I know one of the things I told Kimmy, your store has like events all the time. You have dating things going on. You have sketching things, coloring books, all kinds of things going on. Give me an idea what's happening in the near future at Heroes Landing.
3: Well. Um, We've got a few things coming up, but the main uh, thing that I'm focusing on is Halloween Comic Fest. It's at the end of this month. Uh, yeah, we're in October now. Uh, at what? the end of this month, October 29th, uh, we'll have some free comics that are uh, like Haunted Mansion will be one of those. We'll have uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas comic. Really? There'll be a few others out there, and we'll be giving those out. We'll have candy, of course, and we're going to have a Paranormal Investigator, which uh, I thought would be kind of interesting, and a Bigfoot Hunter. No way! Yeah. are you serious? Yes, yes. I you know I, you know grew up in the '70s, so I've watched all the Sasquatch and and Bigfoot shows and things hey, from back then. And oh, hey, you just give me an idea.
5: Okay, we cosplay as the Bionic people. You know, Six Million Dollar month. And, and Kimmy does, does does it. And, and maybe we could somebody what do the going to be today. Well, no, but i was thinking <laughs> of your event. You could get somebody to do the
3: Bigfoot. We could reenact it. That would be amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I, Just for you. I, I As long as Sid and Marty Croft don't get angry, we'll
5: do it. Sid and Marty Croft, they had nothing to do with didn't the $6 million, $6 million man. They did have a Sasquatch show, didn't they? Oh, they, they had a lot of shows. They did. You know, they had Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Oh, yeah, and we'll the Buckaloos. We, we love oh, those things. Yeah, I remember that when it, Wait a minute, what was uh, something else? Lidsville. Lidsville. No, oh, well, you're a hippie. If you know uh, Lidsville. Hey. <laughs> I know a lot of that, that stuff. That is a trippy show for anybody that's checking us out. Lidsville. And the, it's on uh, YouTube.
3: Check it out. Bay City Roller Hour. I believe with Witchy Poo it was a crossover. Hey, I know my stuff. Help
5: me. I know right. He's scaring me. You know they're coming back, Sid and Marty Cross. Oh, I work. thought you with the Bay City Rollers. No, not the Bay S A T U R. Come on. D A Y. Hey, there we go. Okay.
3: See he sings too. I am going, to. going to I'm going to be doing the, the the
5: medley here in a moment. Oh, you are at, Wait a
3: minute. You're actually going to do the Riley and Kimmy I, show? How,
5: how could I not?
3: I sing it in the car every morning. <gasps> Really? I have to do
5: my own. Well, we have so many versions of that, and we need more. We have a brave soul here who's going to do that. Uh, you, n- give you a few more minutes? Or are you ready? Yeah, give me a couple minutes so okay. I can get my uh, okay. mentally warmed up. Okay. All right. You remember the name of the show, right? It's on the sign, right? Okay. All right. Okay. There you go. That's all <laughs> there you, go. you got to do. Okay. <laughs> Just don't forget Kimmy's name, and you're okay. I, do I suddenly burst into the animal show? No, you <laughs> don't do You can do the animal show, too, if you want. But we're, you know, we're singing the Riley and Kimmy show okay. show okay. But not right this second. No. Uh, We were talking Halloween Comic Fest. Yeah, so Halloween Comic Fest is going on. This is a great alternative to trick or treating.
3: Yes, and it's uh, two days before Halloween, so you can come to, you can still do your Halloween regular trick or treating on Halloween, but come out to the store. Uh, we'll, uh, Diamond sponsors the ultimate costume contest, so come, take your picture, and post it. And if you're selected among all the people that they post it for, you might win a gift certificate Whoa. to my shop. Whoa! Yeah, right. That's a Good deal. Yeah, that is a good deal. It makes everybody happy.
5: Are you cosplaying that day? Always a possibility. Always Ooh. possibility.
3: Uh, me and my employees were talking about some different options, you know, and I uh, won't
5: show it on camera here. I got a mask for you if you want to wear it. Oh I, You know, I, I got one I, right here. I know which
3: mask you got. To, you know, I got a mask. Right Do you have a third mask? <laughs> Do you sure you want to wear this mask? They <laughs> didn't did make one for Gary Johnson. You
5: know, all I'm going to show people
3: this is what the mask <laughs> is. The the back of it. It it's definitely fits the Halloween theme. Both of them. It's a monster mask. Uh, Both of them fit that category. I I mean, (laughs) (laughs) these are definitely, uh, fits the Halloween category, that's for sure.
5: Not on camera there. It's too horrifying, right? Well, I
3: I, I don't want to offend any of my customers. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least half of them, or a third of them, whatever it may be. Uh, Whatever. Okay.
5: (laughs) You know, I could wear that maybe in November. Yeah, uh, th- th- yeah, th- th- even where,
3: yeah, it's good for the day after for yeah, okay. for somebody. That's giving somebody <laughs> a
5: clue what it is. Yeah, uh, Okay, there. Okay, we've covered October. Moving over to November, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Do you have a big Black Friday thing going on? Yes, we do Blackest Friday. Or yeah. do you, is there a comic book day like on Saturday, comic book? Uh, yes, uh, Saturday, and funny,
3: I'm glad you brought that up. Saturday, November 19th is local comic shop day. And I'm actually on a committee that helped create that. Um, me and about... Uh, I think eight or nine other, oh, wait a minute, we have an attention here, hold on.
6: Get in on the good stuff, the By the, we'll the, buy the way, well. when
5: you're watching this video, you can't you can get, get the tickets now, it's yeah, too late.
6: <laughs> and we'll be doing a big
5: round of prizes here okay. shortly, in
3: about All right. 15 minutes or okay. so. uh, Wow. It's nice that okay. talk to us from the heavens. God. Thank you, God. Um, so, local comic shop day. I worked with about seven or eight um, other retailers from across the country to develop this. It's in its second year. We've got exclusive... The stores that are participating in it will have exclusive items available that day. There will be uh, Neil Adams variant com- cover Whoa. for Marvel's Champions, a new comic series. There will be... Um, if we get it from DC Comics, a Frostbite bombshell statue, a special version of it. This comes out before the regular version Whoa. comes out later. A uh, Lion Cat statue from Saga, from Image Comics, limited to 300 in existence. There are over 550 stores participating, so Whoa. hopefully we have at least one of those. Um, the I work directly with Boom Studios, and so they're doing a Krampus uh no, excuse me, I'm thinking of a different thing. Klaus hardcover edition book. And this is the first time that, that it'll be in hardcover. Last year they had a special variant cover for that series. And uh, they're doing also a WWE uh, pack. They made special uh, blind packaged ones for San Diego Comic-Con. This will be a set that includes all of those plus some other covers. Um, we've got things from Diamond Comics, a special Lost in Space, Minimate. Um, and I don't know, there's more, uh, original Tick series comic. We can't get the Tick to write a new thing ever, and there's going to be a new Tick comic just for that day, and only the stores participating will have it. Excellent. Uh, And that's November 19th. November 19th uh, at my shop and other shops around the country, so check your... We'll just talk about your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, So come out and see me. I'll have it. All right. And that is a Saturday, right? That is. I'll also be on that following day at Claremont Comic Con.
5: That's right. That is Sunday, November 20th. Mm -hmm. And it'll be a lot of fun activity. By the way, George Perez, who is at this convention we're at right now, will be there. Within my eye view, I see him. He will be there as well. You know, by the way, you mentioned Boom Studios and stuff. I need to get the final uh, two issues of Sirens when it comes out.
3: So does George.
5: So, you know, know, I might have to uh, hint here. to somebody hint? Oh, i that shouldn't be an issue at all. Oh, an Me issue.
3: Uh, oh, this guy's good. And let's In put, fact, I've got all of the other issues well, have those. over at my, uh, over my table for all of you that aren't here right now.
5: <laughs> but we'll come to
3: Claremont for ClaremontCon. You'll have them there. Yeah, I sure will. I'll have them there and hopefully the uh, remaining issues.
5: Okay. Black Friday, anything big?
3: Yeah, Blackest Friday at the shop. Uh, we'll have a big sale. Probably a couple raffle items, usually a cosplayer or two as well. Uh, Small Business Saturday the following day. Uh, And then on that Monday, we do Cyborg Monday and on Cyborg Monday, we match Amazon's prices that day. And in some cases, Amazon's higher, but we don't raise the price. We keep it at our regular price if that's the case.
5: Excellent. Yeah. A lot of things to go to. That's at Heroes Landing in Claremont, Florida please go there. It's a fantastic store. It's, it's family friendly. And it's one oh, of the, and it's bright. You don't have to worry about being a dark, dingy kind of comic book no, star. No. And you do updates throughout the week about what's coming with shipments. Check out his Facebook page. He's very social involved, if you will. Absolutely. I love my uh, social media. Okay. It's now time. It is. It's now time for the Riley and Kimmy Show jingle. Being performed by our new jinger here—that's what Kimmy calls
3: people singing. I say j- know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes I cringe when I hear that word. I'm like, oh, it sounds racist.
5: <laughs> <laughs> she created it. Blame her.
3: Way to go, Kimmy. Yeah,
5: that's right. <laughs> so here is our new jinger, who's going to be singing the Riley and Kimmy Show jingle. The mic is all yours, Todd Merrick from Claremont, Florida. Come on down.
0: The Riley
3: and Kimmy Show The Riley and Kimmy Show Movies, comics, toys, and so much more Riley and Kimmy Show And the more that you listen The more that you'll know The Riley and Kimmy Show See.
5: Wow. Wow. It's like 1960s here. We need to be on stools, though, don't we? Yeah, like? so get my bongos out. <laughs> thank you, you hippie. Hey, that's what I am. No, beatnik. You're more beatnik. Yeah, hey.
3: I am. I'm like, much more of a beatnik. Yeah, he's more like Maynard. I'm not hipster, and I'm not hippie. He's
5: more like Maynard G. Krebs, for those who are old enough <laughs> nice. to know. Be, yeah, he's more like Maynard G. Krebs. <laughs> that's hilarious.
3: <laughs> thank you for being on the show, Todd. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a
5: pleasure. Joining the Riley and Kimmy show is somebody who I consider an expert in the world of autographs and actually the uh, celebrity world when it comes to autographs, and that's Al Wittenberg. Al, you're actually called Uncle Al, too, right? To my friends. Okay. Am you, I a friend? You can call me Mr. Whitneyberg. Um, okay. Mr. Mister Al with me here. I'm not a friend. Um, I thought I was a friend. You can. You can be. Okay. For $20. $20? $20. Okay. Geez. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about autographs because that is your your yes. world. That's what you're all part of, right? It appears, yeah. Almost 48 years now. I was going to ask that. How long has it been? 48 years. 48 years. And recently we've received some attention from some nerds who have been contacting the Riley and Kimmy show saying, what do you feel about that California law which requires a certificate of on- authenticity, a COA, With autographs and or selling of an autograph, and I said, I'm going to ask the expert here. And do you think this is a good thing, bad thing? Is it going to have a ripple effect across the country, or or like these big conventions like San Diego Comic Con?
6: In the first place, the law has been in effect for over ten years. Ten years. Ten years. It's been there. The only thing they've done is modify the law because initially it was written just to cover sports memorabilia. Uh, A few lawyers pushed the. the attorney general 's office and uh, the courts in California and actually added the celebrity autograph stuff. Uh, the the clencher of the deal is is that if you 're fine found selling bad items, you pay back ten times what the, the fee was well, you know whatever the autograph was sold for so it 's a real deterrent california 's about the toughest law. Um, It needed to be. California has a lot of forgeries in that area. Uh, Not as bad as Nevada and not nearly as bad as New Jersey.
5: Really? Yeah. So will this affect conventions, do you think, like San Diego Comic-Con? I
6: think COAs in general are really a joke. If you don't have the person that stands behind it with any kind of credentials, it could be anybody. I mean, anybody with a, you know with a, uh, you know, a publisher program on the computer can make a COA mm. and you can make it look as fancy and as ornate as you want. But truthfully, when I do court work, the court requires what's called chain of evidence. In other words, when I submit to them, you know, it's going to go into a court case, you have to be able to prove step by step how you came to the conclusion. Mm. And without that, you're really kind of like, it's a crapshoot. I mean, but if the person had credentials and you could look up those credentials that were available, sure. Okay.
5: So I I know some artists, like uh, John Beatty is an example, will, with his signatures, he'll offer a COA right at the table.
6: Well, I think it's a good idea. I mean, you know, what happens a lot of times, the only reason COAs exist is for resale. So if the artist is doing it himself, He's kind of protecting the person he's selling it to, which is a good, not a bad idea.
5: Do you, in the world of autographs, I think I've asked you before about this, and I mentioned to a, one of the nerds, I said auto pens. They had no idea what I was talking about, the auto pen. That's out there a lot, right?
6: Yeah, I actually teach a course on this. to How to spot it? How to spot them. Uh, there's, there's not just auto pens. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. There are things called uh, steel stamps. And a steel stamp is like the old kind of uh, printing press okay. where they would actually, it would be a steel stamp that had the signature on it that was actually pushed into the photo. And it looks like somebody signed it. Oh. Uh, there's rubber stamps. There's pre-printed that are, some of them are damn good. You really need a, you know, a good magnifying you know, glass to be able to detect that. There's a ton of stuff wow. that's out. There's also proxy signatures where somebody authorizes. There was a great uh, debate not too long ago about Charlton Heston. He mm. had such an ornate signature; nobody could believe, right, you know, that he Quinn, had Harley a secretary, and he did. She could reproduce yeah. his signature. Really? Yes. That well? The only thing that's the difference is, is that with Heston himself, he would add the R; she would not. Whoa!
5: So that's that's unbelievable. And forgeries increasing in the world. I mean, are we seeing a spike in it uh, globally?
6: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. You're in a, a funny position now because with them taking cursive writing out of school, and with the uh, the overall ignorance of the celebrities nowadays, they just they use what's called the Sharpie swirl. Uh, a, a Sharpie swirl. What is a Sharpie swirl? Well, Sharpies can sign on anything. Years ago, if you signed in fountain pen, if you got flourishy, it would just go all over the place. Even with a, uh, a ballpoint. But when the you sign with a Sharpie you have aura, creative blue. license to scribble and people like let's say that sign well is like <laughs> Johnny Depp. But it's a scribble. Okay. I mean, you know, you bring it to a signature expert, you know, it's not gonna cut it because what they look at, what I look at particularly, is I know I look at things like checks or documents, anything like that, mm-hmm. because usually they'll take their time on that. George Clooney is a great example. You see a George Clooney check, you can read the signature. You see George Clooney in person, you can't read it. So wow. the foragers take advantage of that just by taking a bunch of photos and taking a Sharpie and just going, well, he was drunk that day or whatever, Whoa. you know. And that's pretty much what it is. I mean, it's going to get to the point where modern signatures signed like that will basically have no value because wow. there's no way to verify.
5: Really? Yeah. Now, speaking of Johnny Depp, is it a true story? I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, that you kind of gave him his professional start. I gave
6: him a, a gig is what I gave him. I, he, I used to live in a town called Miramar, down, down south by Miami. And uh, he was uh, he was going to school there, Miramar High at the time. And his father was the head of the water, you know, to okay. the water thing. And, and we lived right by the water thing. So I knew his father pretty well. And I was putting together a a festival for the town, which I still do today, goddammit. Wow. And I, you know, his father said, you know, can you use them? And I was like, well, I never heard of them. He said, well, they're playing in the garage. Would you come over? So I walked over, heard them play in the garage, and I said, yeah. And then he, he asked me, Johnny asked me, he says, how much do we make? And I said, well, how's $100 sound for the whole group? Whoa. And they were delighted. You know, there's only four of them, so, you know. Wow. They each made twenty-five bucks, you know. So and they were good. I I enjoyed them, you know. But I never knew that he would, you know. Wow. I mean, he's a nice kid. So, yeah.
5: year fast forward years down the road, did you or have you encountered Johnny Depp autographs and?
6: Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, he's he's really good at premieres. Walking what's called walking the line. Okay. He will walk the line and sign and do selfies and the whole thing. He's he's one of the few. Uh, you know, conversely, if you had somebody like you know Cameron Diaz, she just ducks in and wow. you know just disses everybody that's waiting there. So
5: he's like old school Hollywood.
6: He is. He has an ethic. Wow. You know, I mean, it's 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 you either have it or you don't, and many of them don't. It just doesn't. You know.
5: Is, so it's declined because of the lack of the studio. They used the studio used to pamper and also guard them, right? I
6: Absolutely, mean. and they also would. You know, it was part of their contract. If you worked at Warner Brothers, you had to answer your own fan mail. I mean, I was it. Now, at MGM, they had a pool of people that answered the fan mail with catch things and all like that. But Warner Brothers, uh, you know, they they had a Warner Brothers, basically at the time, said, we can make money off of this. So they would send a free little teeny photo. Said, if you want a bigger one, send us $2, and we'll send you a bigger one.
5: And the stories of like Joan Crawford, true, that she used to love to sign?
6: She, up until the day she died, she signed Betty Davis, same way. Um, You know, there were people that worship their fans, knew that that's where their bread and butter was coming from. Unlike today, they they don't seem to give a damn.
5: That's sad. Yeah. So, I mean,
6: well, you know, you have like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio will not sign for anybody.
5: I didn't know that. Yeah no, he just doesn't sign. So, if you're if somebody's really getting into the autograph scene as an investment, I think you've told me in the past historical figures that's the ones to go for. Or sure,
6: yeah, you know, Hollywood, you know, any kind of entertainment comes and goes. If I say the word to you, you know, uh, Russ Columbo. You right? have no idea who that is. What are you talking about? But in the '30s, he was as big as Sinatra. Whoa! I mean, or maybe bigger. But as time passes, people don't get that anymore. The same thing with a lot of the the people of the golden age of Hollywood that made more movies than some of these new people ever considered. But their names are losing that international name recognition. Okay. And as it loses international name recognition, value goes down.
5: So a Buzz, Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, oh, things like never, that?
6: never lose money on that because they're historic figures. Gotcha. People read about them in the history books and all like that. I think uh, uh, Buzz charges, the last time I, I checked with well, him, he charges 400 bucks an autograph, a pop. Ooh. And Gene Cernan, who was the last man on the moon, charges 300 so. Now, when I did them, they were charging 20 bucks a pop oh, like wow. everybody else.
5: You That's know, right. You did the astronaut shows yeah, way back I used
6: when. To do that, yeah, but it's uh, you know it's changed a lot. Everybody's got two things. Everybody's gotten very greedy, okay. and uh, I think selling online has changed the dynamics a lot. Mm. Okay.
5: Well, Al, I know you're going to be at Clermont Con coming up in November, November twentieth, a Sunday. And you will have autographs there, and I'm sure you would look at people's autographs, correct?
6: Yeah, without a doubt. I I always enjoy that. It's always a lot of fun.
5: We'll put a link to Al's services, and we'll have that on our website, also on this video as well. And if somebody has autograph questions, you're the person to go to, right?
6: Well, around here, yeah. Yeah. I I would say that. It, It keeps me in, you know, bean dip.
5: All right. Keep my Uncle Al happy, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon, buddy. Thanks very much. Riley and Kimmy Show has the pleasure of having a show promoter for two conventions. This guy's a crazy guy. He doesn't do just one convention. He does two, and that is Mike Priest of Mike's Comics and Collectibles in Orlando. He has a big show coming up on Sunday, which is October 2nd, in Melbourne, Florida. Tell me a little bit about the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con.
4: Well, the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con is going to be an affordable show for everybody to enjoy. Um, We really couldn't have done the show without the help from uh, the um, comic book stores there locally. uh, Famous Faces and Funnies, um, Vieira Comics, the Public Library, the First Responders. um, So the city has really, really welcomed us. The the newspaper has done an awesome job of of covering it already. Mm. So we really feel welcomed and we're really... Glad to bring an affordable event to Melbourne.
5: And you have some pretty big names there. Let's see, you got artist Chad Thomas from, uh, let's see, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right?
4: Chad will be there. He just did a really nice Batman and Turtle cover that, that's selling well. And we also have Rob Guillory coming.
5: And uh, the voice of Space Ghost, George Lowe.
4: Yeah, so if you guys have a uh, Space Ghost pop, uh, bring it and he'll sign it. Um, there'll be a few there, but the, the dealers that I've talked to are getting really low on that, Ooh. so you may want to stop by your local comic shop and pick one up if you'd like to get assigned
5: now do you have a cosplay contest happening
4: we do i believe we will have the official schedule posted i believe right now for the cosplay contest we are shooting for 230.
5: okay and how affordable is this convention
4: it's a ten dollar admission. you can pick up a five dollar off coupon at any local comic shop out there uh, famous faces of funnies viera comics you can go to the west public library they have some flyers left if if not it's a five dollar admission with with free parking
5: that that's a key free, you know free parking. That's you can't beat that. And is there a kid level where they get them free? A certain it, age?
4: It's it's six and under. And, okay. and even if even if the kids have to pay, um, uh, between me and the library, we're giving away a Power Ranger kit. Like Ooh. it's it's like an activity kit. It's got a coloring sheet in there. It's got a poster. Um, it's got stickers in there. They'll also get a Power Ranger spo- uh, uh, poster. And they'll also get a comic, so that right there alone is probably a $10 worth of value, and, and, and that'll be given out to any child there.
5: Now when it comes to collectibles, is this the kind of convention it's going to have you know some vintage collectibles too there?
4: Yeah, we do have a few, I mean we have a little bit of everything. We have a really big pop dealer that's going to be there. We have a lot of vintage comic dealers, uh, toys. Um, there's going to be a little bit of, of but, everything there.
5: Probably even gaming things too, right?
4: Yeah, actually. You, You mentioned that another big supporter has Get Your Fun On, which is located right there at Famous Faces and Funnies. Um, They're going to be doing demos all day, uh, tournaments. If you want to learn how to play a game, they'll they'll be there to teach it. So we're we're really excited to have enough space that we don't have in Orlando to to do gaming, to do cosplay, to, to do panels. So we're we're really looking forward to get started in Melbourne and you know, you, you know and uh, let it keep growing. Okay. And that is happening
5: on October second. That's October second is when that event happens. And then you have the big show, the first part of the year of January. January was it 29th? I believe it is. It's going to be the big one in Orlando.
4: Orlando Toy Comic Con it'll it'll actually be the sixth show um, that I do Um, and we're really really excited this year because we're bringing back some people that came last year but we're also bringing back some uh, we're also bringing some some new guests Uh, Ryan Stegman will be there Uh, Tony Daniel is coming back Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Ethan Van Skyver. Who has, who has been staying home with his baby and his fiance? So he really hasn't done any shows, so people are really looking forward to seeing him. Tyler Kirkman is coming back. He hasn't been back in Orlando in two years. He was on Deathstroke. He did some really, really good stuff. Billy Tushi is coming, and I'll go ahead and make the announcement now, but we, we just officially, uh, Ryan Notley f- uh, from Invincibles will, will be there. Whoa. And a few people I spoke to are really, really, really excited about him. Um, the the book is ending after about ten years, I I believe, and this will be his first appearance in in Florida. Wow! So, and we're going to be adding a few more. We're just waiting on it to get closer to check some of the people's schedule. You know what they're working on.
5: Do you do advance tickets? Will you do advance tickets we are. for this we're, one?
4: We're actually going to sell tickets on Eventbrite this year. Um, you know we. we Probably we'll will give away a bunch at the comic stores, but it, it's just too much running the tickets around, and if you live in Jacksonville or, or Miami, you know, people want to pre-buy tickets, mm-hmm. and it was really hard shipping them out, and, and so Eventbrite will have them on sale. Probably within the next thirty days. Okay, and, and we're going to have different levels. Um, you know, we're going to have a regular admission. We are going to have a VIP admission, which I haven't really worked wow. out yet. But but that'll be uh, um, that'll include like an early admission. It'll include like a limited run of prints that some of the guys are doing. But we'll have more information on that later on. And that's the same
5: location as the previous one, correct? It is, it's,
4: it's at the Holiday Inn across from Universal Studios.
5: Very easy to get to. Now, Mike, I'm going to switch gears on you here. And one of your other roles is. Owner of Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Anything big happening? Like, I guess we can probably even mention uh, Black Friday It's coming around the corner.
4: Yeah, probably. Probably Black Friday is the next thing we're we're looking forward to. We, we're we're going to have a huge. We, we don't have very many sales there, as people know. But I think this year we're going to do something really different, special this year on Black Friday. I don't know what yet, but you know we'll have more more details on that later. Okay,
5: and we'll put a link to Mike's Comics and Collectibles right here with the video and also on our website at
4: RileyandKimmy.com.
5: Thank you for being on the show, Mike. look forward to talking to you in the future. You always have an open camera and microphone to you.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
5: Big thank you going out to Greg, the show promoter of Lake Collecticon, for inviting the Riley and Kimmy Show.
2: Thank you, Greg.
5: And also thank you for having this event. It's a fantastic show. Look forward to number seven. That's the seventh Lake Collecticon in 2017. I, I just can't wait, and I have I, I'm I just wonder how he's going to make this one or the next one even better. Yeah. I mean this was just a fantastic event. Mm-hmm. And please tell your friends about Lake Collecticon. Check out the videos that we have of uh, interviews that you heard. Uh, with this uh, episode, they are available right now on our website at rileyandkimmy.com, YouTube page, also Facebook page, and other social media. And there's some other interviews that we did that were not part of the recap of the event at Lake Collecticon. Now today, a Sunday, October 7th, the Riley and Kimmy Show is taking it to the streets again. <laughs> We're not giving Kimmy any rest. That's right. Uh, Kimmy is, is hitting the road and just a little bit after this show is available because the deal was done. At Lake Collected the show promoter, that is Mike Priest of Mike's Comics and the Orlando Toy and Comic Con and the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con approached us and said, I want you guys at the show. Didn't he say that, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he even sent a text. Mm -hmm. That said... We have have proof. I have the text in my hand here, and I will do a quote here if I can find it real quick. Quote, Mike Priest would love you and your lovely wife to come to Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con, and you both have been granted free access to the entire show.
2: Well, how can we turn that down? Can you believe he did that? Uh Uh-huh. And... He, in writing. he did
5: and so Formal yes, invitation yes, Formal invitation from from Big Mike himself mm-hmm. and also A big thank you to the other show promoter That is Tom Raup who He just I mean I know he's Jumping up and down in joy That Kimmy gave the thumbs up And said we're going mm-hmm. and, and Kimmy okay. And Kimmy even though you might Not be able to detect it in the tone of her voice Right now Kimmy is quite happy with That too yes And so that is where we will be in just a a little bit after this episode is uploaded. We will be in Melbourne, Florida for the big Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. You know, Kimmy, I can't wait to be able to see cool as heck, and he will be there with his art. Our friend George Lowe, a.k.a. Space Ghost, Mm -hmm. who has sung the Riley and Kimmy Show jingle more than once, will be there too. And... There will be Jake Estrada, Space Coast Comics, and David Grace of Mm -hmm. Space Coast Comic Con, who's going to be there as well. And let's see, Peter, that's right, Peter Pappas of VR Comics, and our friend Rick Shea from Famous Faces and Funnies. I know I'm forgetting somebody there, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And and others. So if I forgot, oh, John, oh boy, now I'm going to get it. One of the greatest artists we've ever had the pleasure of meeting and actually calling a friend. The legend, even though he's not, you know, he's a, little, he's a little shy. The legend is there. That is John Beatty. Mm-hmm. John Beatty is at Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con. That alone is reason to go. Mm. And Chad Thomas is there of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Rob Gilry of Chew. Just, boy, that is, uh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And and cosplayers and costume contests and all kinds of fun. yes. Now, Kimmy, considering we're not cheating, we're not looking at a, a, a flyer or a, a computer page or anything else. Is there anything else I've kind of forgot? Mm, free parking. Probably. Free parking. Free parking. Free parking and a lot of fun. Yes. And that's happening today, Sunday, at the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. Now, we will not have a table at the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con because we are traveling light today Mm -hmm. but we will be having recording equipment with us so if you like to talk nerd geek and freak with us come on the show if you like to sing the jingle hey come on the show right Mm -hmm. and you know what Kimmy I thought what we do is in the show with a couple of jingers meaning those who have sung the Riley and Kimmy show jingle in the past who are appearing at the Melbourne Toy and comic con now what do you think about that? Yeah now I think we will I think we will kick it off with our really good friend that is cool as heck with a set by him. What do you say with that oh yeah and and then I think we'll go into a set you know who else is there uh that that has you know been brave enough to say, oh yes, George Lowe George Lowe mm-hmm. has you know, done his version of the Riley and Kimmy show jingle. I thought we'd go into a couple of those too. Okay. And just to give you an idea, if these brave individuals can do that, so can you. And by the way, John Beatty has told me he will sing the Riley and Kimmy show jingle. Will he do it at Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con? Be there, find out. You can see that history being made, correct, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. So let's let's get ready for some fun here. Here is cool as heck. But before we get to him, Where can you find our archived podcast, Kimmy? The videos of of Saturday, the photos of Saturday, and all the other videos of the past. Where can you find those, Kimmy?
2: Well, you can find them at RileyandKimmy.com.
5: And from there, you have social media links to everything that we're connected with. Be sure to friend, follow, and like us. If you do, we friend, follow, and like you back. And by the way, the Riley and Kimmy Show is a daily episode. That's right. Daily, we delve into the world of pop culture. Often imitated, but never duplicated, we are the Riley and Kimmy Show. Here's cool as heck. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The
2: Riley and Kimmy Show.
0: (coughs) Riley, what? Riley, what? Kimmy Kimmy. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time.
5: It's Riley and Kimmy time. They do not like my rhyme. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time.
4: It's Riley and Kimmy time. Screw it, I'm done. It's the Riley and Kimmy show. They have a really good show. They're in the know. It's the Riley and Kimmy show. Find archive
5: podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at Rileyandkimmy.com.